Hello, I'm Dan. And I'm Simon. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Simon, what are we talking about this week? This week, Dan, we're talking about... Are you ready for this? I I know you think you're ready, but I don't think you are ready. This week, we're talking about Miss China United Kingdom pageant. Oh my good lord. (laughs) It's everything I hoped it could be and more. This uh, is fantastic. This is this is certainly something um, that I've actually seen. I've never seen these warnings before. Well, one of these warnings on Wikipedia. So you know how sometimes there's a box at the top of the page, which is like, yeah. uh, this article needs to be expanded. And sometimes you see this article does not cite any sources. Um, this was the case in 2009, October 2009. Um, right. When was this last updated? This page was last edited on February 2018. So, okay, that's interesting. The other one is, this article contains content that is written like an advertisement, also from October 2009. It's certainly a weird Wikipedia article, Dan. It's Okay. I don't think we've had anything quite like this. Um, so, what is the Miss China United Kingdom pageant? I hear you cry. Mm. Uh, uh, it is the Miss China United Kingdom pageant, Chinese insert Chinese characters here, yeah. uh, is also known as MCUK, is an annual beauty pageant organised by Orion, not Orion, but Orion Touch Entertainment that selects British representatives for the annual Miss China Europe pageant <laughs> that is held in the Netherlands, organised by TVB? Who the f- TVB? Some kind of network, is it? Like I, a, I guess. Um, so like ITV, so TVB. The, so basically, this is, as far as I can tell, and this is going by the names of the people and going by the picture which is included here, people of Chinese descent or possibly Chinese citizenship who live in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's a beauty pageant for those people. And then the winner then goes on to the Miss China Europe. Does this then mean that there's like a Miss China world? Does the Miss China world always get won by somebody from China? Feels like a bit of an unlevel playing field. Yeah. Um, it was held... So the, the basically, past pageant results, this was, as I said, this is... I don't think this has been updated for a while. It's been... There, there are a few different pageants des, uh, described here. There's a picture of the 2008 contest um, in a glorious 144 pixels, by the looks of things, um, which was the Miss China UK 2008 contestants at a TVB Europe event in Barnet. Oh, my good Lord. Okay. The, the most glamorous of London boroughs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in 2008, there was a winner... A who was Miss Nikki Tang. Um, And, oh, this is interesting. First runner-up, second runner-up, Miss Photogenic. Not quite sure Um, why you'd be photogenic but not winning the modelling. It's not just modelling, isn't it? Um, But, but, you know, Miss Photogenic is joined. This is actually kind of fun because the last episode we did just of the two of us was the Mr. Men book. So we had Mm. Little Miss Photogenic, Little Miss Talent, I'm not sure if I want to inquire as to what talent. Um, (laughs) Miss Beautiful Body and Miss Friendship. Now, what's interesting here is that Miss Beautiful Body is the only individual, and I take it back, 
you know, the, the only contestant on this page who has her own Wikipedia article, which I'm just going to click on now. Mm. Oh, Daniel, the, the plot thickens okay. because, right, get, get your mind around this, okay? I hope everyone right. is taking notes at home because in the Miss China United Kingdom pageant, which was designed, uh, let me remind you, to, to take people who are of Chinese descent, presumably from the UK to go to Europe, Miss Karen Anna Chung who won Miss Beautiful Body in 2008, is American. Um, what the actual f*** is this on. competition? That's, that, surely that can't be allowed. <laughs> and also, she has a little country represented, United Kingdom. Yes, of course these people all represent the United Kingdom. It's Miss China, United Kingdom. Why yeah. do you feel you had to add a, t- a column to this table? That's bizarre. Um and it doesn't mention on her article that she has this competition anywhere. So wow. all bets she, are off. She's tried to erase that, hasn't she? Yeah, I think she might. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The picture on Barnet stage, on Barnet stage, um, it does look like a, it, it looks low budget. I'll be honest. I mean, that might just be the camera, but it, it doesn't look like a particularly glamorous event. No, um, really. And uh, hang on, uh, this is the first time I think we've ever done this on the show. I'm going to have a look at the edit history. I want to see what has gone on. This this is really like deep diving into Wikipedia, isn't it? There's something odd about it. You got to admit, there's something that just feels a bit off. There's, there's been edits loads of 2009, and then when was the most recent edit, or the most recent edit of note, rather than like just like a bot or something? Yeah. Or like a... Ah, okay. Now that's interesting. The last edit of note was in May. Oh, God, we're, we're internet detectives now, Dan. This is where the show is just has got onto. User Gene ninety three K removed links to Miss China Europe pageant in May twenty seventeen. So, hang on. Right here we go. Let me just let me get out of the way. Lyrics to Agadu. Uh, I'm going to use this tab. Miss China Europe. Oh, I think that that article may have actually been deleted, but the British one has remained. This is bizarre. I th- who, who, I want you to go to the... Who who made that edit? Sorry, it was Gene something. Uh, it was user Gene93k. Right, I want to look up his user within Wikipedia and see what else he's done. He's got... I, I've never we actually... Say, looked... I keep, so we both keep saying he. I suppose we shouldn't... Yes, you know, sorry. We shouldn't Oh wow, Dan! This 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 has gone. We've blown something wide open here because I am on G nine three K. Hello, everybody uh, listening at home. Uh, I hope you find this interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm also I'm also here. the The first thing I can see is that he's been awarded the Barn Star of Diligence. Mm. What is a for Barn your, Star? <laughs> I've no idea. For your invaluable help with handling the issues at Donny Long, which is a which is linked to a page <laughs> that doesn't linked exist. to a page that doesn't exist. <laughs> Amazing, and, and then he's also been awarded the this guy. This is person who uh, we'll get onto where they're from in just a second because I think that is an entire entire other ball game that we just stumbled on. This person has been awarded the the Barn Star of Diligence, the original Barn Star, the India Star, the Working Man's Barn Star, the Multiple Barn Star, the Stub Barn Star, the Invisible Barn Star. So, which is these are like awards for for moderating basically this is you know like deleting stuff and sorting deletions and they've won a lot of awards but <laughs> this user is male okay so we were right in using a male pro- well, the male pronoun K- 
comes from the United States but lives in St. Lucia. Right. I, I, oh, God, I feel like we've just looked behind the curtain, Dan. This is weird, isn't it? This user has been on Wikipedia for 12 years, 6 months and 15 days. Have you ever edited a Wikipedia article? Have, have you earned a barn star? Not to my knowledge, no. I know that we've had, uh, we've had uh, readers edit Wikipedia articles for us. <laughs> it, it's only going to culminate when we get our own Wikipedia article. That's when yeah. the show goes full meta. <laughs> um, I wonder if we do have anything. Let's, put, let's search up the Wikicast. We have been, we're mentioned in the Krauschwitz article, I think. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, two idiot, two local idiots. Oh my God. No, no. There's, there's more now. Oh, is there? <laughs> so we're also so we're mentioned in Krauschwitz chair sculpture. Poems for the <laughs> poems for the Hazara and Mine Shimriov. Oh, I remember all of these. Hang on, chair sculpture. I want to read that one. Uh, community reception. Is that where we are? Uh, oh, hang on. You said that we're in this. Yeah, external links. External, yeah, external links. Ex- extra, external. Wow, that's we're we're spreading like a virus. Perhaps we are the people to uncover this great barn star slash Miss China. United Kingdom pageants controversy. <laughs> go to, to Krauschwitz. Oh God, do I want to look at this? The the, the 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 first section on this page. Look how it ends. Okay, let me read this. Uh, at, I'll read the line before and then I'll our <laughs> line. Um, at Podrosche is a road border to the crossing to the Polish village of... Uh, I can't pronounce that. Fair enough. Relevant bit of information if you want to know about Krauschwitz. Yeah, Final line. Yeah. Krauschwitz was recently made famous by the podcast Wikicast from Mr. Dan Moore and Dr. Simon Clark. <laughs> incredible. How incredible. And uh, we're not telling people to go out there and vandalise Wikipedia because it's a very fine website. It is. With However, our... if you feel it, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, can't. we don't want to get in trouble with the. We don't want to get in trouble with user G ninety three K. They're, they're going to come f- for us from Saint Lucia and throw their multiple stars at us. Well, Defender of the wiki. It's a bit weird, isn't it? I, uh, I don't understand. I feel. I feel like I've just. I, I, I'm a boomer looking at TikTok. It's, it's just so many layers of complexity that I don't get. Wow. I see you get plenty of appreciation for this, but let me add myself to the list of those saying thanks for the ridiculous amount of deletion sorting you do. A very unique and valuable contribution to the encyclopedia, for which uh, user G93K was awarded the special Barn Star. And below that, the teamwork Barn Star, dear Andy Mabbitt, STFG, Quarty, G93K, and Xanthip. I appreciate all of the efforts and consideration everyone put into the article about Pauline A. Chen. I look forward to working with you all on different articles. Cheers, Gerard Shields 11. Pauline A. Chen is another Red Link article. It doesn't exist. I can't tell if I'm going mad or if we've actually found, like... Is this, like, a bot network that we found? Okay, okay. okay. It gets weirder. Oh, God. Right, okay, I'm braced. If you put into Google... <laughs> Sorry, hacking in progress. Yeah. Yes. Put into Google Wikicast Barn Stars. Two separate words. Barn Wikicast stars. Barn Stars. And look at the second and third results. Uh, user link. If you click on user talk, Verdner yeah. archive one. And then I'll search for Wikicast. Oh my God, we have our own subheading. <laughs> but it's not us. What? It's like another thing. Prompted by Wiki. Uh, I'm getting semantic satiation of the word Wiki, I'm not going to lie. Prompted by 
wiki news slash wiki slash wiki news talk colon wikimedia radio what what <laughs> oh i see wikicast was a name that was associated with this project i think there was actually a previous project called wikicast that we just so happened to have uh stolen the name slightly Done it better wow this is this right, is like the I'm most meta out. episode. We were, yeah, get out, get I'm out. I'm backing quick. out, backing out. So yeah, Miss China United Kingdom. It's it's the UK wing of a Chinese beauty pageant. It's strange. It's all very strange. And it's a pretty, it's just a list article, basically. I don't know if this has even happened since 2009. But um, yeah, there we go. That's the article. Tell you what, I, just before we, we got on this call um, to do the show today, I was looking up another wiki article. Have you ever heard of a holiday called Fat Thursday? Oh, I can't say I have, no. I hadn't either, right? And this was actually brought up on the Discord. I think it was Rezhez, maybe, who brought this up. Um, Fat Thursday is a traditional Christian feast marking the last Thursday before Lent. So it's basically like Shrove Tuesday, but it's, I think, a bit more widespread i think shrove tuesday is quite a specifically like uk maybe many ex-british empire kind of thing mm. like um commonwealth that's the one i'm looking for um but yeah like i think fat thursday must be a, a more it, there, there are subsections here for germany greece italy poland spain and syria i just never heard of it before it's it's i, I like the i like the sound of fat thursday or as i like to call it thursday mm. It's just, just that was that one was new to me. Oh, hang on. What have you just sent me? I just had a ping of a link. Oh, no. 2019, Simon. Miss Chinese. But it's changed now. It's it's yeah. not Miss China United Kingdom pageant. It's just Miss Chinese UK. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Beauty pageants and Miss Universe and all that kind of stuff. It's weird. It's 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 not our speciality, is it? Well, we're not women. Well, that, that, I mean, you've, what you've done there, Simon, is you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> you're very, you're not wrong. Look, you're not wrong. Oh, ah, we got some clarification, Dan. I've got some clarification on the website you sent me. Um, mm. Right. The direct translation of the name of the contest is Miss International of Chinese Descent Pageant. So we were right. It is... Um, it is basically are you are from Chinese of Chinese descent? You don't have like Chinese citizenship or something. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I, I, I yeah, as we were saying, beauty pageants and like judging people, like oh yes, you are the best person because you are the the most attractive, but also can answer banal questions and wear a swimsuit. It's a weird idea, but I feel like once you're making that exclusive to one nationality, that's that's a whole other layer of weirdness that you put on top of it, right? Mm. What contest do you think? If there was a, if there was a Mr. Insert Adjective here, what do you think you could win? If there was like an, a, an, an international Mr. Pottermore <laughs> UK yeah. or something, yeah. what it could you be, win? It, it would either be Potter themed or it would be it would have to be something like Mr. Niche. <laughs> the Mr. Niche pag- pageant UK where you just go up and you just need you basically I would just introduce myself and they go yeah you're through to you're through to judges houses you're going to Germany you're a strange strange man <laughs> and it cuts to interview with Simon Cowell never yeah. seen anything like him before sorry Simon uh, your, your trousers are up over your mouth there could you just pull them down a bit because I can't understand a word you're saying <laughs> wow thanks Dan so Miss China UK has a Twitter Oh gosh, are we still oh my, going with this? Oh my goodness. Are we still going with this? It gets, be- it gets better. There is one person following this, this Twitter it's account. A co- I'm t- it's a bot. I'm telling you, this is a bot. Right, hang on. Miss China UK. 
What's the name of the account? One fo- um, at Miss China UK. One following, yep. nine followers. Yeah, wow. and they just le- it's linking people to to get to the application. Application process started, and this was back in two thousand and nine. Hmm. Since then, nout has happened. The, a lot of the followers, or the nine followers, some of them are absolutely bots as well, and it's following one person. In two thousand and twelve, Miss China won Miss World. Okay, I think I follow. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Come with me. <laughs> I feel like this episode of the Wikicast is that boat ride from uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's just me and you on the back with a bunch of scared-looking Chinese women <laughs> that's looking around. What the hell is happening? I found the uh, Orient Touch Entertainment website. Oh, God. Right, yes, go on. And they have a shop Go on. Oh my good lord. However, I've just tried to open the shop. Okay, hang on. I'm sending you I'm sending you more stuff. Well, right, we'll, so... we'll put links to these things in the show notes for, for people at home who, if you are interested, you can join a, our detective agency. What I'd like you to do is click that link I've sent you. Mm-hmm. And now click the button that says shop and tell me what happens. Uh, first of all, I'm just distracted by the fact that this looks like the Space Jam website. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is quite something. Shop, I've clicked... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a Nogin WordPress site, indeed. Um, it's... Uh, There's nothing here. Well, there, well, there is stuff... It's just like There's nothing to buy, that's my point. Yeah. If you go to all products, there's nothing. If you go to tickets, there's nothing. You can. It gives you the option to subscribe. Oh. I don't know what that does. Oh my God, YouTube. Neither oh, do most yeah. of the people that watch my videos, apparently. Orient Touch Entertainment has a YouTube channel. They have 96 subscribers and... Um, Sorry, how many what? YouTube subscribers? 96. Oh, I thought I thought I'd missed like a a few digits after that. Oh my good, it's the oh I'm getting out of here. This is weird. Close it all. I'm closing all the tabs. Click Shrove Tuesday, just... Fat Thursday, Twitter. Oh, keep Twitter it's open. This so is going to get strange. This is going to be boring eventually. How have you been, Dan? I feel like we just leapt into uh, our own detective agency job here without actually <laughs> really having a chat. I was going to say I'm good, but I don't know what I don't know what I am now. <laughs> I'm lost. Is what I am. You're 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 Mr. Talent uh, and Mr. Friendship to me, Dan. Oh, but yeah, no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. It's been. I've. It's been busy. Everything's been pretty busy. I'm on half term now, which oh, is the Holy really Festival nice. Half term, of course. So I have no even song to sing, which means I get to finish work at half past four, which is really really lovely. Nice. Um, and I'm likely going to go clubbing this evening, which is uh, which is a turn up for the books. That's very nice. Because you, I mean, yeah. Do, what do you? Does the choir stop singing for the summer holidays as well? Yes. Okay, so it's like school term time. It's basically like being a teacher, but, you know, just a couple of hours. Oh, that's good. Yes, Pixel Girl is off um, this week. She's uh, working on her master's stuff. As people seem to enjoy the special episode we did last week with Pixel Girl, if you missed it, Mm. we we had an episode chatting with her. And and we were actually just saying before we started recording that um, maybe in the future we'd like to do more guests because I do like the flow of having three people on. I feel like mm. it, it works really, really well. Um, so perhaps what we should do is give the option to our lovely Patreon supporters uh, as to who we should invite on as a guest next. Um, so have a look at our Patreon supporters, and we'll get to Patreon Corner in just a bit. If, if you are, would like to support us, then um, we'll, we'll put a post on there at some point after this episode goes out, uh, perhaps asking for suggestions, or maybe we should just like do like a short list and you know pick 
we'll do a poll kind of thing. But yeah, I I I liked it. I have to say, I liked having a pixel girl on. It was sort of strange to like have that Venn diagram of life and work blur even more than normal. Mm. Yeah, likewise, I've been I've been really quite busy. Lots of lots of stuff going on. I just released a video today, and I'm actually nice and ahead of schedule. Yes, I saw that in my uh, subscriptions box. Very exciting. Yeah, and we did a whole rebrand, actually. The whole channel's been rebranded, which is something that's been in the work for ages, because um, the old branding had been there for about five years, I think. So it was about time that I had a spring clean. But um, yes, it's been it's been rather good. Um, tell you what, Dan, you know, we've been recording, we've, we've been doing about 20 minutes of the show, and I feel like we now need to backpedal out and try and throw the Chinese state censors off our trail. Um, let's put them through something that they could post never sit through, and they can't be, they they just can't make it through. They'll never know the other multitude of sins of this show. What was your choral piece of the week? And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. Well, my choral piece of the week, uh, Simon, this time there is no narcissism coming from me at all. It's not something that I've been bashing out on a piano. Now, I'm, I'm going to say a word, Simon, and I want, you to, I want you to tell me what this word evokes, okay? Okay. Miserere. Horny. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. No, no, that's fine. Okay, let's just take a... <laughs> Take your just take your hands off the keyboard there and uh, take a deep breath because we just need to <laughs> slow things down. You're being bits. horny on main. Please stop. Um, yeah, so I would take it that if I say miserere to you, you would think of allegri. Either allegri or the word nostri. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, this miserere actually comes to us from the lovely Macmillan. Oh, James Macmillan. We oui, chef. <laughs> yes, chef. Uh, it's uh, he, uh, yes, yes, chef. No, chef, don't say that. No, please. Have you seen those Gordon Ramsay um, edits? No, I was actually watching a bit of Gordon Ramsay at the gym today. Um, I, I, this squid is so raw, I can still hearing it telling SpongeBob to f off. There's so much oil in the fing plate. America tried to invade it. Yes, yeah, so this particular uh, miserere comes from James Macmillan, the, uh, mm. the well known Scottish composer. Who is um, alive. He's a contemporary composer. Who right? is alive and reigns with us in the unity of the hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, not only would you, I mean, I certainly would have thought that trying to take on quite an, an intimidating text like. The Miserere. Mm. Um, it's like trying to reinvent toast. Yeah, absolutely. I don't it's know why. Ex- I meant you know what, Simon? You know, no, Simon. It's, it, that's exactly what it's like. I, I've been struggling all week with uh, with something to compare it to, but you've you've again you've hit the nail on the head. It's exactly like um, trying to reinvent toast. A two for two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, chef. Sorry, so as you were, chef. <laughs> yeah, it's um, where's the lamb sauce? Um, it's it's amazing. It's really really cool. All going well. I might be getting. I might be able to sing it soon. Oh. Um, I'm trying to get up to Oxford to sing a Matthew Passion uh, in early March, and then may well stay and sing Even Song with uh, a friend of mine who sings at uh, Lincoln College. Ah, nice. Uh, and the anthem for that even song is the Miserere, which is really cool. And I desperately want to sing it and I'm obsessed with it. And it's fantastic. So that's my choral piece of the week. We will include a link to the playlists that people have been maintaining on Spotify and Apple Music. If I may, I'm going to do one of these weeks where I, I butt into this section. Uh, because cool. butt away. I, I, have, I have two things to bring to your attention, Chef. I have 
found what may be, if you're not already aware of it, what may well be your favourite recording of anything ever made. Okay. Now, what would you say is your favourite American choir? Um, It wouldn't happen to be Seraphic Fire. It would be Seraphic voice like a foghorn fire. Uh, You could use them as a form of acoustic weaponry, like noise marines, if necessary. They are quite the fattest, with a PH, the fattest sound. And who would you say was your favourite early modern American composer? Um, Oh, golly. Not like... Whitaker, I guess. Oh, no, no. When I say early modern, I mean in the historical sense. I mean, like, oh, I this see. is 18th right. century kind of early modern. Um, it's not old um, William, what's his name? It's Billy Billings. Billy Billings. Oh, oh it's been so long it's since we've so had a bit long. of Billy Billings. And what did I find on their album Silent Night but a recording by Seraphic Fire of Shiloh by Billy Billings? It's great, isn't it? It's just because I think we the version we found on YouTube is it's not by them. It's by some other choir. I can't remember who it's by. And the Seraphic Fire version is just it's as like if you look at the waveform of it, it's probably just like a square. (laughs) It's just (laughs) it's so uh, there's the very little subtlety to it. But oh, I, I, I found it and I immediately thought of you i was just like this is gonna blow dan's bird-like mind we mentioned william billings many literally years ago now Mm. when we were doing this podcast and he's a fascinating character in the kind of history of the yeah we read some of his history yeah because he he did some like he had like a come yeah he kind of clapped back yeah so basically he he was born in 1746 and he died uh on september the 26th 1800 so a fairly Fairly good innings for for that time. Um, And he is regarded as the first American choral composer. Now, what's interesting is that his father died when he was 14. Right. There is, there is, there is, there's more to that story, but (laughs) what's interesting is that his father died when he was 14. And, and, and what meant, what that meant was that stopped his formal schooling. Um, So he had to be picked up a a labor trade. He trained as a, as a, as a tanner. um, Mm. And he, he received a fair, a fair amount of musical kind of tuition, but fairly informally at a local church. And from there, he went on to write quite a lot of stuff but sadly died in poverty in boston uh in 1800 leaving behind a widow and six children as was um, the fashion at the time yeah yeah absolutely wow Five children just didn't cut the mustard then but you know you saying about <laughs> I, I don't think i've told you this um saying about his the interesting thing was his dad died um I, I've been doing some work recently with a channel called Primrose Kitten. Stop me if I've told you this already. And Pixelgirl and I went over to their, um, Jen, who runs the channel, to her house the other week um, and had lunch with them uh, because it's her, her husband, and they've got two lovely little kids um, who I think are two and five. And one of the, basically, you know how kids have like no filter? They have no concept of you shouldn't, like I do, like no concept of what you should and shouldn't say Mm-hmm. in a conversation um and basically they, we, we we said oh you know we really like how you built the office and all this kind of thing because they have an office at home and um jen said something like yes it was actually my dad came and uh dropped off the the desk from when they were clearing out their london office and the two-year-old actually no it wasn't it was the five-year-old i think just leans over to me and really quietly just goes and he died <laughs> like out of absolutely nowhere and I was like 
oh, yeah. oh, that that's nice. <laughs> I didn't want to Cheerful, repeat keep it. Light. Anyway, cycling right back around, I said there were two things I wanted to briefly mention in this nearly 10-minute corner. First of them was the recording by Billy Billings. Uh, uh, and the second one was, when you were a kid, did you play The Sims, the original Sims? No. Okay, this would mean less to you. I have played The Sims, but I never played the original. And if I had played it as a child, I'd go to a friend's house and it would probably be like The Sims 2 or something. Okay, right. Basically, I, I recently discovered that The Sims, I think it's actually all of The Sims games, have their soundtracks on Spotify. And I played, um, for those of you who are, who are playing along at home, uh, the track Under Construction. And if you played the game as a kid, there is... It's like the purest hit of nostalgia. But furthermore, it is also really good music. Um, like I played it to our friend Michael Graham, who's a musical director at the Chapel Choir. And he he basically was like, he had the original hit of like, oh, this is amazing. I remember this music. And then him going, oh, wow. Like it's, it's just jazz, improvised jazz piano. But he's like, that guy's right hand doesn't give a shit. Like, it's really, really good. Um, so, yeah, if, if people are after uh, some background music, maybe some music to study to, um, I would highly recommend the Sims soundtrack. It's all on Spotify. I assume that means it's on Apple Music as well. And, yeah, give, give that a go. It was really, really surprisingly good. And um, speaking of that kind of stuff... I think I can hear what that is. I've, I've heard this before. Yeah, the trap, yeah. like the trap remix. Yeah, and he's and and have you heard that they've done like loads of the um, Mario, like the um, Mario, uh, what's the racing one? Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Mario Kart. Come on, Dan, put two, two together. What's, what's the racing one? The one where they the where it's Mario racing carts. Oh, oh it's yeah. gonna come to me eventually. Mario Kart. We'll also put a link into this Nintendo Me theme trap remix by mm. Vander. And it's it's just wicked. It's really good. Simon, I will send you that so you can go into that. Oh, please do. Right, well, uh, well, God, how long have we been doing this? Shade, we've been dragging it. It's almost like we've been enjoying recording this one. That's bizarre, isn't it? Also, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just remembered something. Mm. <laughs> On the Discord. Sorry, I sounded like Mr. Meeseeks for a second then. Um, yeah. If you go on, go onto the our Discord. Uh, and right. go to the Wikicast channel. Okay. Then scroll up, and Adam uploaded a little section of audio w- <laughs> called Stroke, maybe. <laughs> okay, hang on. Just, Can anybody um, translate this? And it's like a second. It's telling me what's new as of December last year, which is helpful. You're um, a frequent guest on the uh, Discord, aren't you? Yes. So I need to go to the Wikicast bit, is that right? Yep, the Wikicast channel. Then scroll up to the file called Stroke Maybe, which is just a second long, but I, I sound like a, a legitimate Kerbal from Kerbal Space Program. Oh, I'm in a... Oh, I'm in a... <laughs> Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's the funniest thing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's outstanding. It's like Simglish or, or Kerbalese, like... <laughs> Just, Adam, please Sorry. play it. Please play it just one more time. <laughs> I, I'm in a... <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, God. I think Pixel Girls left me alone for too many days. I've clearly just lost it. My brain has snapped. Oh, God. Well, what the, what the f*** we do now? Is it Patreon Corner? <laughs> I think so. Something like that. Something like that. Top lad. Oh, God. I've cracked. I've just gone. I'm Sorry. I've corpsed. I've corpsed on a podcast. So as Simon has a slight meltdown, uh, it's, uh, it gives <laughs> me great pleasure. Don't draw attention to it. 
Uh, it gives me a great pleasure to welcome you all to Patreon Corner. Um, Patreon Corner gives us the opportunity to say a massive thank you to those who support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash the Wikicast. Uh, without this uh, support from you, our, our loyal readership, um, this podcast wouldn't exist. We wouldn't be able to pay for our hosting. We wouldn't be able to pay our wonderful editor. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do so many things. You can support us for, for a dollar a month or five dollars a month. It's it's really entirely up to you and any support that you do give uh, is is really appreciated and goes so far in allowing us to do this thing what we do we've even been able to pay uh, our lovely editor adam from the community basically what i feel like he should have been paid from the start i felt like he yeah. was uh, asking for way too little money and dan when i should point out this was dan's idea was drunk at a new year's party was like yeah we should we should pay him like double yeah <laughs> like, no i was completely serious <laughs> i know i know you were serious but you were That's... still drunk you were serious That's Absolutely. He deserves it. Yes, he does deserve it. So that the wiki the, the wikicast Patreon makes that possible. So uh, I wouldn't have the time to edit this show now. So it's it's the only way the show can continue. So thank you very much for your support. I would like to thank the people who are sensible enough to say that cats are the superior household pet. Team Cat, the top cats, the five dollar to patrons. I'd like to thank Chucker Cat, Christopher Betterton. What a great name. Uh, Cole Mansfield, Dan Hanvey, Isabella Strowski, John Mannion, Kenneth Kuzmirek, Layla Medine, Lewis Watson, Rez. Hairs, not going to try and say a name. Uh, Oliver Burkhart, Oliver Craigie, Omar Miranda, Princess Andromeda, Rents Kirk, Riverward, Trustworthy Jimmy, and William Humphreys. Nailed it. Fantastic. And I would like to say a massive thank you to Alistair Fortune, Ben McMurtry, Colin J. Brown, Eric Davis, Eric Bolliger, Eve Sharples, Jackson Debovskovsky, Codso, Kyle Peary. Maggie, Peter Reed, and Samantha. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you, guys. Do you know the other thing about uh, Wikicast Corner, Dan, is that it's a very hot corner. Do you know why? Why is it Why is it hot, Simon? Because it's 90 degrees. Whoa. <laughs> I'm here all week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> try, try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, tugs the shirt. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> tough, tough crowd. Yeah, it's a tough Discord room. <laughs> So you need like a distant, a distant shouting of like some single, singular guys just like, ha, get, get off the stage. <laughs> I, want, I kind of want like the, you know, the, the George Lucas voice that, uh, <laughs> that they, oh my God, Dan. Uh, Daniel, I think we need to pop on over to um, Correspondence Corner. I need you to take a look at this inbox. Yeah, I had a, I saw this. I don't know what suddenly happened. We, we've had emails, a flood of emails, which are just spam. But yeah. somebody has obviously found our email and is using it to sign up for a bunch of stuff, including Obamacare. Good on you, hackers. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm going to mark all of those as spam. I also like the one, uh, get the best gift, the gift of health insurance. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, report spam. Yes. Also, there's also a very creepy one t- titled "You won't always be there to protect them." <laughs> okay. Um, sure. <laughs> We're always there watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we, we should probably go through some actual uh, correspondence. Um, do you have any emails that you'd like to, to read out, Dan? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. We've got an email here from Anonymous. Um, Anonymous is asking for help over PhD stuff. Are you ready? I this, am ready. This applies to you because you yes, did a PhD. Because I did. I, some, I barely mention it, but yes. No, very rarely. 
Dear Dan and Simon, I am in dire need of your advice. I am, secretly, as I am still in the um, probation period of my first job, applying for PhDs in London and Newcastle. I have an offer for a DTP in FLIM imaging of G quadruplexes from Imperial, arguably the best STEM research university in the world. And I am thrilled. My parents live near London and my partner and friends live here too, so it's pretty convenient. I've also received an offer for a PhD in Newcastle from my previous supervisor. It seems as though this PhD could uh, could be totally tailored to me, soft matter and nanotechnology, and in a city I'm pretty sure I love. However, I have no friends in yet. Also, it's much cheaper to live up there, and a stipend will go further. I do also feel uh, a loyalty to my old supervisor. It's a toss-up. Any advice would be much appreciated. Also, most importantly, I love the podcast, and thank you for all the great listens. Best wishes, Anonymous. Oh wow, anonymous. So oh, I mean, basically, this is this is a quite a classic uni problem, isn't it? You see this at undergrad as well. Like, do I go for the really prestigious university that's really far away, or do I go for one that is has a nearly identical course, maybe is less well regarded, but you know, I like the the city better. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, the university that you do the PhD at. It, the university doesn't matter so much as your supervisor does. When people, when you're when you're applying for postdocs and applying for stuff in you know postgrad schemes, um, people will want to know what research you did and who your supervisor was, rather than necessarily which university you go to. Yeah, you know, obviously places like Imperial, for example, but also places like Oxbridge or you know if you're in America, Harvard or Yale or what have you. Th- there's brand recognition, there's brand power um, for sure, but it, I think it does much more come down to how good your supervisor is, how well regarded they are in the field. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the other thing which you mentioned is that the the PhD would be totally tailored to your research interests. And that to me is like the standout thing. Um, You will only get through a PhD if you actually enjoy doing it. There's no way you'll make it through a PhD that you are lukewarm about you know, um, you know, people f- do get into the subject. I wasn't particularly enthralled with my PhD subject when I started it because it wasn't the project I originally wanted to do. Um, but, you know, you fall in love with it. But if you have an opportunity to do a project that is really interesting you from the get-go, I think that's a fantastic advantage. Um, and the fact that you like the city and you have that, you'd be able to work with your old supervisor again, if they are well-regarded in the field and, you know, if they have a kind of brand recognition to them, I'd say absolutely go for the one in Newcastle rather than the one in London because, you know, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff which is like, well, if you do that, then you do get to save money and, you know, you would... um uh, admittedly you're further from friends and partners it effectively comes down to a value judgment really about how important is that personal social aspect to you obviously Newcastle's quite a distance from London it's not somewhere like Exeter where you could com- well not commute but you know you could do trips relatively easily um, but I yeah it comes down to a value judgment how much do you value that versus your academic career at the end of the day phd is three maybe four years um at which point you could move down to london or move most likely you're gonna have to move where the, the research money is available um mm-hmm. I, I would probably say on balance because i'm an unfeeling bastard that i feel like newcastle is the better thing for you it does come down to a personal choice however um and if you can, do let us know which one you choose. I'd be very interested to hear. Mm. There we go. And congratulations on the offers. Yeah, that's absolutely. Great. Congratulations. That's that's a serious achievement already. Mm. Right. Uh, I'm going to read it because that was, that was a load of talking from me, Dan. I'm going to do an email here and let you do some talking um, okay. because I'm sure you've got some thoughts on this. Uh, this is from the one and only... Danvi. Marvellous. Another quick email from me. I just watched 1917. Stunning piece of cinema. You're right. There's an amazingly hidden cut. 
My only gripe, however, is this. Given that George McKay's character spends the entire film walking through mud, dusty trenches, blown up and burnt out towns, why is his face totally clean and ruddy when running across the front perpendicular to the troops near the end of the film? He took a dip in the river beforehand which would have washed off the worst of it, but it wouldn't have been enough to turn him into a 20th century Nivea outfit. His face was glowing more than Zoella's. With love, Danvi, kiss kiss. Oh, kiss kiss back to Danvi. I hope he's well. Mwah. I saw that he's recently been doing live stand-up on stage. He, and apparently is, it went very well. He was in my Twitch chat yeah. the other day. Actually, uh, it was it's, it's not stand-up, is it? It's improv. Improv, yeah, which is... I, yeah. I, I've got so much respect for people that do improv. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Dan would be fantastic at it as well. Oh. Um, it would take people's breath away. I take... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Cystic good. fibrosis humour! <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he, raises, he raises a very adequate point. I think that it's a testament to the film that certainly for me, it's something that you can look back on and then suddenly think about and go, oh yeah, I guess they were a bit cleaner. But when you're in the moment watching the film, he doesn't start walking, he doesn't come, when he was running across the front, I wasn't thinking, golly, isn't he squeaky clean? Mm. Um, I th- I didn't find it as much of an issue. And I think if that's something that you If that's notice, the worst issue with the film, I feel like that says a lot. it's a good film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like continuity is obviously a huge challenge on any production because almost every film production isn't shot chronologically. You will shoot Especially stuff. Especially with this one, though, with, mm, with yeah, it all trying particular. to look like one shot. But so, you know, the slightest difference to be picked up on. And the fact that, yeah, I mean, logically, Danby is completely right. Yes, he takes a dip in the river, but he still should be pretty pretty messed up, really. Um, and I just didn't notice it. You know that that does that says a lot to the power of the filmmaking that you're just you're willing to suspend your disbelief, I guess, subconsciously. Yeah. I desperately want to see it again. I've I've only seen it once, and I was really really blown away by it. I'm also so so excited about um, is it Dark Waters? Oh, have you um, seen this? I've heard about it. Yeah, what's what is which project is this? It's made by the same screenwriters and directors that did Spotlight. Oh yes, it's the legal challenge with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yes. yeah. And it looks like it's basically going to be another another Spotlight esque film, and I adored Spotlight. I thought it was brilliant, mm. um, and I've I've seen the trailer many times now, and I'm so so looking forward to it. I think it looks like it's going to be a fantastic film, and all based on true story. I really really need to see Parasite whilst I still can in the cinema. Mm. Yes, uh, that and I, I don't know if it's actually too late, but Jojo Rabbit. I was reading an interview. I got my hair cut today, and. I was lucky that I actually got like Which five one? minutes to. Uh, it was the third pube down okay. uh, the shaft on the right hand side. Uh, the rest That's of them, nice, we'll get around to them at a later point. But I had like five minutes before I got to sit in the special small chair. And uh, I, I got to read an interview uh, in Empire. Was it Empire or was it Film? I can't remember. It was one of the film magazines with Taika Waititi. Um, and oh, man. I really need to go through and watch every single one of that man's films. I've seen I've seen him in stuff and I've seen Thor Ragnarok and mm-hmm. you know I'm just I, I love it. I from what I've seen I love it. I love his presence and his sort of sense of humor. So I need to go back and watch Boy was it Eagle versus Shark, Where the Wild Things Are and Oh, there's another one that I'm missing that he did. Oh, oh what we do in the shadows. I actually need to watch that. I feel like I've seen half of it because of the internet. But mm-hmm. um yeah. Oh man. What what a man. What a what a dude, huh? What a man made by a single man. Made by a single man. And a, and his mum, presumably. And his mum. Yes, well, yes, <laughs> right. Sorry. We have another email here from uh, Rory. And Rory Rory uh, Rory says You know what like dogs try and talk. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wolves. What sausages. Rory <laughs> uh, Rory says, Dear Simon and Dan, you asked for New Year's resolutions an episode ago, but I only just got out to reading it. So hopefully uh, I'm not too late to jump on this bandwagon. Not at all, Rory. It's a very it's slow-moving bandwagon, this show. <laughs> uh, I have historically been against New Year's resolutions. Um, uh, but no, no, no. I- it, no, no, no. That says, I have historically been against New Year's resolutions, which is Resplu- a way more exciting idea. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Resolution, um, Soviet Russia's greatest sex machine. <laughs> um, but around the new year, I watched both Veritasium and CP, CG, P, PG, P, PG, 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 tips. PG guidance tips. Advice. Yes. PG tips, Gray's, uh, PG tips, L Gray's videos, which have been, um, which have inspired me to give it a go. <laughs> Sorry, um, Rory. <laughs> Unfortunately, their videos had essentially opposite outlooks. Derek from Veritasium claimed, <laughs> "Sorry, there's something hilarious about the name Derek." I've always, I've always found this something that really tickles me. But Can you so imagine having like on. a dog or a cat called Derek? Derek <laughs> like, yeah. It's running off at the park. Like, oh, Derek, come on, <laughs> yeah. Derek, you're better than this. <laughs> this is why I haven't got any f-ing friends, Derek. Derek from Veritasium claimed resolutions are more likely to succeed if given more specificity, mm. with easy, easily definable. Explicit goals. For for example, I'm, I'm going, going to, to read f- at least one queen. book. Yeah, <laughs> you like is better than I'm going to read more. Yeah, I see your point. Mm. C P G tips. Earl Grey, however, <laughs> said success lies in a theme for a year rather than specific goals. This could mean a theme of knowledge. That way you may intend to read more books but find yourself too busy to dedicate the time. The the vagity of the theme... The va- va- vagueness? Vague, uh, vague, yeah, I would think vagueness. Um, vagosity. The vagosity <laughs> of the theme uh, allows you to shift your focus to dedicating effort to your school uh, or work and gain more knowledge that way without breaking your resolution. With all this in mind, I've decided to combine these opposing ideas and have a year of health. Hmm. while also defining some specific goals. Walk 10,000 steps a day, uh, eat at least one piece of fruit every day. Uh, Yes, the bar was that low. And to stick to small exercise routine to improve my archery. It's all about the... uh, Because what's it? Goals are supposed to be smart. They're supposed to be... um, (laughs) Oh, what's the acronym? Because it is true. Like, you have to... You had to be realistic. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's gone. We've We've both gone in the episode, everyone. Just reading that, reading that last sentence, archery came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I really like to just, you know, implement achievable goals in my personal pastime of flaying the skin off of cats or something like that. Like, Whoa! It really, really just came out of absolute, like, talk about a curveball. Like the Riders of Rohan that crashed into this podcast left flank. <laughs> Walk um, 10k steps every day, eat at least one piece of fruit, and small exercise to improve my archery. It's great. I think that's brilliant. Uh, Rory, you're one of the coolest people has emailed in so far. I think it's amazing. I found the acronym, by the way. So the goals are supposed to be specific, measurable, assignable, relevant, and time-based. So I feel like that's basically what he's getting at here. And I totally agree. I totally, totally agree with what he's saying. Yeah. He, he, he goes on to say, however, I'm also partially ignoring the above advice since um, I also have some far more uh, nebulous goals. Good use of the word nebulous. Excellent. Um, uh, eat, eat less junk food and eat smaller portion sizes. One month in and I'm doing pretty well so far. So hopefully I continue this streak. Well, Rory, keep us posted. Yay! I like this. He, he, he adds, as a PS, if there are any uh, Liverpool-based readers, then they should definitely consider joining the University of Liverpool 
Liverpool's Archery Club, open to student and non-student members. Uh, I promised constructive criticism, and here it is. Your intro and outro still contain a reference to a weekly format. Oh, God, uh, perhaps, right. Yeah, he's spot on. Rory. Rory. Perhaps worth altering the phrase to bi-weekly. The kindest of regards, Rory, aged 268, ped- pedantic months divided into 22 and change scrupulous years. Right, hang on. Uh, it, it takes us to... A, I'm changing the script, Dan. It's something that has not been done since the very first episode. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, it's a random article every other week. And we talk about what we oh, find. We can do better than that. No, every no, no, other no, no, week no. sounds lemay. Every two weeks? What would you change it to? Each what did you say? Each episode. Uh, each episode or every episode. Well, that's redu- each episode is redundant because we're doing the episode, so we could just say, "And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random random article, and we talk about what we find." Oh God, this is the single most fundamental change we've ever made to the show. This is huge. This is huge. Right, I'm changing it to takes us to a random article, and, and we then, talk about what and, we find. And then lay layer down. It's that's all for this week's episode. So that's just it for this that's, episode. Yeah, that's all for this episode. Save. Save. Wow. Thanks, Fundamental Rory. changes. Rory. Thanks to Rory. Brilliant. Thank, well, that's that's really helpful. I, I'm just so glad that we were able to perform our resolutions. <laughs> yes. This episode. Can we change, can we can we coin that as a word? Resolution. A small uh, amount a small but necessary uh change to a regular routine. <laughs> Yeah, I think we also need to describe this podcast as Ibspiring. <laughs> the most Ibspiring also... show. Oh, God. I know what the Miss China United Kingdom pageant is going to get edited to as well. <laughs> yeah. Is there a little Miss Ibspire? Miss Photogenic, I'm Miss sure. Friendship and Miss Ibspiring. I'm sure there can be. I, I like Resolution though. Yeah, uh, just it's got like... a certain certain ring to it, hasn't it? Yeah, because uh, it's like on New Year's Day you have your Resolutions and then on like the 1st of June or something you do your... your so yeah, 1st of January you do your Resolutions and on the, the, the 1st of June, halfway through the year, you do your Resolutions. Mm-hmm. I love it. Is that the end of the episode? <laughs> I think I think that might be the end of the episode. So, oh, well, it's over to you then, Dan. So, Simon, what have we learned today? Dan, this is one of the rare episodes where we actually learned a lot because we uncovered a, dare I say it, global controversial... Uh, conspiracy. Conspiracy uh, to do with the Miss China United Kingdom pageant. Uh, yes. And we scratched the surface of the, the, the dark, seedy underbelly of Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then talked about a whole bunch of. I can't count all the tangents. This the this this podcast had more tangents than the Mississippi f-ing River. It, it's all over the place. I give up. We also had an amazing choral piece of the week that should be appearing on the uh, on your playlist. screens now. No, it's as not. we it's speak, a podcast. It's, it's fantastic. It's really really excellent. Um, we had a brief chat about films did we yes yes we did uh we did oh that's good well uh, in in correspondence corner we talked about music for a bit we didn't we didn't really have a a critic a a critics corner critics corner is floating all right it's it's something that we bring in as and when necessary you know it's it's organish organish (laughs) (laughs) i like that there's no insecticides but it was genetically modified it's organish very good. Marvellous. That's all for this week's ep. Oh no, no. week's episode. Remember your resolution. Oh dear, I and mean, that wasn't very inspiring, was it? For goodness <laughs> sake. 
that's all for this episode don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice you can like us on facebook and if you'd like to see our faces check out our youtube channel spongy and electric inspiring resolutions barn stars and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com we would love to hear from you join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next, next time, time. oh stick a dick in me i'm done that was a that good was one great that, that was funny that was really good. i like that we both just cracked at different yeah. points we were like oh no, also, over completely over completely different things i read the word archery and my and couldn't take it my yeah. body just at that point threw in the towel i was like no i'm done i'm done <laughs>